Blind Granny Goody's hairy lips concluded. Possibilities is why his adventure was not over when Little Lynch got home. And though he knew that something must happen to bring him the riches that were promised, he knew not what. He rolled the wash tub all the way home and no one noticed that it had been gone and no one asked him where he had been. His mama went to a sewing bee for the afternoon and his big brother, P, was told to stay with him because little Lynch had fallen asleep in a chair at the kitchen table. That is when they came. Granny Goody had three grown sons, large as bears, and just as strong and as block-headed as bears, thinking no more deeply than the meat of a thing. She sent them to get Little Lynch with some simple instructions. Little Lynch had only just woke up, and his brother P was going to ask him, what he had done, and he was going to tell him with no little pride and no less exaggeration. When the first son of Granny Goody came to the back door at the kitchen and loomed there, and like a big bear he filled it up and blocked the sun, he said gruffly, It comes to get him, where he is. Little Inch, guessing what this may be, got out of his chair in a hurry, and seeing the washtub against the wall, he pulled it down to hide inside, underneath, leaving his brother, P, to cope with all. P, who of course knew nothing of the details, nevertheless surmised that Little Lynch had been into some mischief. He was torn between letting him take his consequences and protecting him as his mother would wish. What you want with him? "'Ain't got no concern with you,' said the big man. "'Where's the little un? "'You tell me why you want him.' "'The big man had no patience for explanations. "'He came at P and swiped a big paw at him. "'P ducked it. "'Little Inch watched from under the tub as best he could, "'under the edge of it, which he leveraged with his fingers. "'He heard more than he saw.' There was terrible crashing and thrashing around, and he was worried for P, but he did not get out until he heard a shot and a big thud, and then he saw P with his papa's gun pointing at the dead body of the big man on the floor. Help me get him out of here, said P, and the two of them dragged the big man by the feet into the backyard. They saw the second son of Granny Goody, coming out of the cornfield next to the barn. Again, little Lynch ducked under the tub. The second brother was as big as the first, it seemed to him, demanding to know where he was hid and once again charging after his brother. This time, there was no gun to shoot because P had not had the time to reload it. And the raging fight ranged the rooms of the house, it seemed to Little Lynch as he listened. He heard them falling against the upright piano and its strings to clang. He heard pictures falling from the walls, furniture knocked over, and such things as his mother owned, dashed, and smashed 
Then it became quiet. Little Inch waited to see who was the victor. The lumbering of someone in the kitchen where he hid, opening cupboards and drawers and plundering them, throwing things and furniture around, suggested P had been bettered. The tub was kicked, twice, but he remained still. The house became quiet. He climbed out from under the tub and looked out the back door. Granny Goody's second son lay on the porch with a meat cleaver stuck deep in the back of his skull. P was on his rump, exhausted, beaten, bruised on his face, his mouth bleeding, drenching the front of his shirt. Little Lynch tried to pull the big dead man off the porch, but he could not budge him. P got up and staggered into the kitchen. Little Lynch saw the third son of Granny Goody coming out of the cornfields next to the barn and ran back to the kitchen to hide under the tub while his brother P at the sink pumping water was splashing it on his face. Little Lynch heard the third son of Granny Goody stubbornly and stupidly begin the same way. I comes to get him where he is. If P had wanted to give his brother away, or if it was a faint, Little Lynch did not know, but the big brute was lifting the tub up, and he did not know which way to run. The big man had grabbed his foot and was hauling him out when P, standing on a kitchen chair, beamed him on the top of his head with an iron skillet. This stunned him just enough so that his grip was gone and Little Lynch escaped to the other side of the kitchen table. The big man roared and grabbed P and lifted him helplessly up in the air, and though he still clutched that frying pan, he was pinioned and could not swing it. The big man shook him like a bad child and threw him backward against the wall. Little Lynch, crawling under the table, had found his mama's potato-peeling knife on the floor and plunged it into the calf of the big man who screamed and swiped at Little Lynch as he scrambled away beneath the table. The big man hurled the table away, Little Lynch cowering beneath it as P leapt onto his big back, choking him with his arms crossed at his neck. Little Lynch scrabbled across the floor as the big man spun himself to break the strangulation of P. P flying outward from the big man as he spun. P flew off, tossed onto the upturned table, as Little Lynch got to his feet and ran to the living room. The big man stalked after him. Little Lynch had got out the front door and was mid-leap off the porch when the big man's hand grabbed him by the collar of his shirt. He had tucked him under his arm to carry him back to Granny Goody when P shot the big man in the back of his head and blew a hole clean through it, and the big man fell with Little Lynch under him. The boy was amazed to look through a hole in the middle of the big man's forehead, like there was a pipe right through it, and he saw the blue sky above right through it, and then his brother's pea's face appearing 
asking, You all right? Little Lynch was giddy with the killing and the fact of his undeserved survival and danced around with a wildness his brother P thought strange. And while he blathered and exclaimed on what the two had just done, celebrant of its horrible gore and triumphant in unseemly self-congratulation, P went and came back calmly with a bucket of water and threw it on little Lynch, who was totally shocked, completely wet, and humiliated. P said, Just shut up. After his brother had doused him with water, little Lynch ran off angry into the woods, leaving his brother P to clean up the butchery of Granny Goody's sons. He was so angry he went to the mire and found the errant footpath to blind Granny Goody's house and the smoldering remains of her bonfire. He took a firebrand from it and lit Granny's house on fire. He did not care if she was in it. He ran away from the burning house and did not go back to his own home for several days, fending for himself in the mire. He was angry that his brother did not understand how he had tried to make them all rich. When at last he felt more lonely and hungry than he felt angry, he did return to his home. But no one in his family would speak to him. Even his mother had nothing to say to him and offered him no welcome or sympathy. And she never again showed him any warmth, and he did not understand. After that, he was like a ghost in the family. They talked like he was not there. His brother P was the only child they cared about, and while P sometimes talked to him, it was only when he was angry with him. Little Lynch would leave this loveless home when he was barely grown enough to make his living. He has since become a traveling man. He sells Bibles. He still hates it when he gets wet. Right, 